welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. This week, we have special guest, a returning special guest, my husband, Mike McGraw. Hello again. <laughs> this was my idea, I will admit, but thank you so much, hon, for being on board. You're welcome. Um, Mike and I have been together for nearly 18 years. This year will be 18 years. Yay. How do you feel about that? I feel great. <laughs> oh, it brings tears to my eyes. But um, that will officially mean that I have been with Mike as long as I wasn't with Mike in the first part of my life. Meaning to say, we met when I was 18 years old. So this year is right up. Yeah, this year is quite momentous. Um, anyhow, I the reason why I brought Mike on, and if you're okay with it, hon. Sure. Um, I might bring you on again. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Only because the conversation we're going to talk about here, the topic is around relationships, and I get an I often get questions about kind of how we do it you know we've we're we've got a pretty love-filled feeling full uh, relationship and of course we've been together for quite a long time um, been through many stages of each of our lives together and um, so I often get asked how do you do it um, so being that we're going to try to keep this to a shorter podcast, so that way we don't keep run pushing out one hour long podcasts, that's why I think I'm going to need to have you back. Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what I thought would be a neat kind of place to start is to share um, how we got into the groove of staying pretty consistently curious about each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm beaming because he's making a really cute face. You can't see it out there. <laughs> um, but anyhow, why don't we, why don't we start there? Sure. So, so when we were first together, when I first met you, yes. um, I had fallen head over heels while Mike was on stage. Yes, and I was trying to not fall head over heels while I was on stage because that would have sucked. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but I had followed Mike out to the back parking area after his gig. And unfortunately for me, there was a lady that was already kind of lingering around him. So I knew, obviously, oh, okay, not not going to pursue that. But days or weeks later, I've kind of lost track of the... I feel like it was just a... I mean, it wasn't even like a full week. Really? Okay. Yeah, like maybe like five days-ish. Okay. So I was working with Mike's roommate at the time, and I had followed him home after a shift just to hang out because I was new to town and making new friends. Mm-hmm. And when we walked into the front door, unbeknownst to me, there was my mic. Sitting there. Just sitting there, watching the tube. Because I live there. Yep. <laughs> and I had no idea that they were roommates, and that was obviously not an intention. But 
that led to us talking for like four hours that night. Yep. Yeah, epic long conversation. Yeah, we went out to the balcony and um yeah, chatted for at least four hours. That's the number mm-hmm. that sticks out in my head. Yeah. And of course, I had fallen super head over heels at that point. And why don't you share with everybody where you were at relationship wise? Oh yeah. I mean I, I was in the same place. Um, but I literally was like just ridding myself of a really long uh almost two year long relationship that was tumultuous and not good for me. And, um, you know, no disrespect to the person, but they, you know, it was just one of those things where it was just not a, not a healthy experience for anyone to go through. Uh, and I was just, you know, escaping that, you know, kind of time in my life. And, uh, and it was sort of surprising that, that Jess just showed up in my life right at that moment. Like literally like, you know, I've decided this is over. I need to get out of this. Help me, please, God, anything. And then <laughs> in walks this beautiful, shining person. Aww. Thank you, hon. You're welcome. So I think maybe a day had passed. I, th- I truly think it was just the next day after that epic long conversation where I called your house. So you had given me, like, your phone number and did the thing, and we had said, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to talk to you again. Let's, you know... <laughs> We'll get in touch and go do something. It'll be fun or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I, you know, I don't even think this applies anymore to the old school days of like, you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can call a person because you have to show that there's a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, I think the internet and and apps have probably demolished that because you can read receipt, you know, that (laughs) this person has seen your message and, you know, all that kind of stuff nowadays. Uh, But back in the old days uh that was sort of a thing to do and 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 i i wasn't even trying to go that way but i think it just was sort of just you know a part of the the circumstances and and i didn't even get to to wait any time because you called me yes <laughs> i was eager yeah maybe it was my 18 year old very naive self and i was lucky yeah lucky to have you call you're so sweet. It's the truth. But yeah, so the next day, I had no idea about rules. And uh, even though I had given Mike my, my number, I called his house because this is before cell phones, uh, or at least before we had them. I didn't even have a cell phone. Yeah, I think I might have had something simple. But um, anyway, I called your house number. Mm-hmm. Your roommate picked up and you were at the gym. And I said, oh, okay, no problem. And he's like, is this Jesse? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being totally embarrassed and mortified because, you know, clearly I was being the per- pursuer. But to kind of move this along, move the story along, it felt so right for us to move forward, but it was really important for me not to push you too fast. Sure. And you had expressed that you Yeah, yeah I go mean ahead. once once we had determined that this was the thing and we were both super interested, I just had this, you know, this gut pull reaction to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. You have never done this before, me meaning me myself. I have never literally gone from, you know, 
one relationship right into the other, you know, not even calling it a rebound. I just never had, I, it's like closing one door and the door is not even shut and the door is already opening. It's like that kind of situation. And I had never done that. I've never, never experienced it. Uh, you know, it was just totally unknown to me. And I just had this gut reaction just to say, can we please just take this a little slow and figure it out as we're going through it? Um, but it wasn't even for me. It was sort of for you. I felt like, you know, you're this amazing person and there's so much potential here and I have never experienced this and what if something bad happens because of uh, rushing into it? Um, who knows? And it was just this gut instinct. Uh, but I followed it with uh, not just the gut instinct but also just wanting to be extremely... Uh, clear and communicate with each other throughout the entire process because I just felt like that was really important. Yes. And it was hugely grounding for me because it made me realize that you were present. In every moment. Yes. Yeah. And even though it wasn't like, you know, of course I wouldn't, you know, it's not like the best news to hear like, hey, let's take it slow because I don't want to screw this up. I, I, I guess I could say, it could be taken wrong, you oh, know, yeah. if, you know, and I, and I remember I was a little bit like, oh, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, because of your honesty and because you were so grounded and, you know, um, coming from your heart, that's what was felt. And mm -hmm. it didn't feel like I was being pushed away. I was felt, it felt like I was being invited in with just having a, ton of understanding of where you were at so I could yeah. figure out where I was at in the process. Well, it's sort of like inviting you in past the curtains, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, like I was inviting you in deeper into the process rather than just saying, all right, let's just go for it. And then outside, you know, circumstances potentially could screw things up and then we have to deal with that. But it was just, you know, communication and, and just following that feeling the entire time yeah do you remember that we had come to the um idea to do the daily check-in that we would check in every day and say yeah how are you doing today yeah yeah yeah. yeah i'm yeah. feeling good about it I'm feeling not like how are you like in general but meaning about moving forward yeah like are we still here are we yeah, still was, in it well that was part of like the the sort of the extreme clarity of the communication was that no matter what we were going through, we would talk about it and, you know, and it made sense. It kept making more sense. It kept getting clearer. It kept, you know, the further along we got, and it wasn't that long, you know, the amount of time that we were in that limbotic state. Oh, no, I don't even really, frankly, remember it too no, much. No, <laughs> but, but it just, it, it worked, basically. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously it did, because we're married and it's been so many years, but, yeah. but, it, it worked because the clarity and the communication was there that as you got further into it, it got more clear. And and the ideas of who we could be together became more clear. And I don't know if you can get that if you just rush right in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it can happen. I'm sure life and circumstance can take over. But, like, we were lucky in having that little experience. It was sort of like uh, watching a plant grow. We put the yes. seeds in, yes. we watered it, and it wasn't like we said, you know, 
we just want to buy this plant from Home Depot and hope it lasts and lives and oh shit it died you know because whatever it doesn't like the sun on the outside or it's cold over here or it's you know you know whatever it is but no we we put the seeds in and we let it grow and 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 it, and and we watched it grow and we talked about it we talked to each other about it and that's i think the the key ingredient there well and i think what's important to share too so that way it doesn't feel um out of reach for other people because really it's actually quite practical what we did mm-hmm. when you kind of break it down in in uh from the inside out perspective that we, you know, that I teach and share about. And so do you, um, but when, when, you know, the fact that we had so much understanding of where each other were at, we were then on the same team Mm-hmm. looking kind of just let's look at the let's use that metaphor because that's excellent about a plant yeah let's say the plant is the metaphor of the de- developing relationship which is exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. right by you and i sharing with each other and i think it came from such an innocent i mean frankly from my perspective like i said i was i was so um young i mean i know i've you know i was an emotionally intelligent kid yeah but i didn't really consider any other way i didn't consider being offended i all all i was looking at was here is this plant that i want to see grow (laughs) and i understand where he's coming from but because he's or and because he's shared where he's at there's that sense of of connection and and safety between us so we were on the same team watching the plant grow exactly and talking about the plant yeah and if if something felt weird we talked about it and then we handled it because we communicated about it yes and it and it leads to a heck of a lot of patience mm-hmm. when you're both on the same team and you don't have to be on the same team meaning we know for sure this is going to be a forever thing, even though we're not sure where we're at right now. No, you can be on the same team with somebody, even if you only know them for five minutes and you're never going to know them again. You know, we see it happen all the time in tragedy when, you know, you know, if there's like a train explosion, people lean into each other and become teammates in, in working together to get to safety. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's it really that was a huge building block for for us that exactly. naturally occurred because we knew there was something there yeah and the only way to move through and nurture that was to constantly check in with where each other were at exactly and that's not to say that one of us i don't remember specifically but that's not to say that one of us might not have been scared or needing to have it go slower or needing to check in and having a deeper check in because exactly. Yeah. I mean like the whole, the whole situation for me was sort of like a crash course on trusting your gut and listening to your gut and, and communicating with another person that you care about and watching that experience, like really do its thing. Like, if I had to give anybody any advice about it, I would say 
just pay attention, just communicate, and then don't get in the way. That's it. Like, literally, we just didn't get in the way of it. We kept communicating. We let it naturally take its course. And, you know, it's a fool's errand to walk into it trying to think that, um, you know, because we're on the same team, that means that we're golden and it's going to work and everything's fine and we're going to live to whatever age and have, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not life. Life is uh, a fluid event. And I think if anything from that experience, we learned that if you if you stay present, you stay open, you stay communicative, you stay in that place, it'll take you to beautiful, amazing places that even if you tried to put that together on your first situation of saying we're on the same team, it's going to work out, it, you've gone somewhere even better, you know? Absolutely. The trust, like what you just say, trust in the flow and, and yeah, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. And when you have a sense of you're starting to really have some thought that's getting in your way between you and your person, mm-hmm. there's something there to be shared. Yes. You know, and, and well, it's communication. I mean, it's, it's absolutely communication, but you know, I really think that something that's part of the bedrock of, of us that really blossomed out of that initial experience is that we continue to stay curious about each other. Yes. You know, I, again, I'm, we, we can all do the math. <laughs> I'm now 36. I started this thing at 18. If you're at any of any age past 30, you know that there are a lot of life moments that happen in your 20s exactly. and and in your 30s. My goodness. Um, and we'll get into, you know, more nuanced conversations around those kinds of things later. But there is no way that we could have made it through the different emo, you know, emotional landmarks, the different career landmarks that mm-hmm. we have each individually been through. Oh, yeah. um, you know, just the different phases of life of living with four other people to living with just the two of us. Exactly. Riding the waves of hormones and what that does to a sex life. Sure. So to, many different things. I mean, to even, you know, this past year, being, you know, both self-employed in the same house during a pandemic. Yes. Working from home. Working from home, both in the same, you know, spot. Yeah. It's, you know, it, like we, we literally paved the road for our success by continually paving the road to our success. Like Yes. It, like, being an active member and being correct. a bricklayer. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as that, that road that you're walking on gets a little hairy you start paving some more road and that's we do that by communicating and by being open and by being curious about each other and uh and just by being curious it leads you to communicate yes because you know the enemy the antithesis of of being curious is assumption assuming you know yes. i assume that you're this way because you're that way and you feel this way and it's this is going on so you're going to do that and then yes. i'm going to do this and guess what you're both in separate rooms and you hate each other for a little bit yes and and that festers and you know, so many relationships get stuck in that kind of cycle. Yes. Um, and what helped was always helped us kind of either avoid it completely or get out of it super quick is stopping to be curious and to communicate. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're paving a new sweet little road that we get to walk down. Yes. Absolutely. Um, 
Man, this always happens to me. I had a thought literally go in and out. In and out. (laughs) Um, Oh, shoot. It was a good one, too, specifically for this. Hmm. Maybe it'll be perfect for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Darn. Talking about paving the road. Anyway. But yeah, it's... Oh, here it is. And this will be my final thought. I promise. Even when you're in a relationship with somebody for a really long time, and this is kind of also something to consider when you're talking about you know, your relationship with like parents or siblings or friendships that you might have had for many, many, many moons. Mm -hmm. Folks forget that you're still having two different perspectives on things all the time. Yes. We are, as individuals, all having, you know, living in separate realities. Correct. All the time. Yes. Even if you have been together like us for 18 years and you talk all the time and you're looking at the same calendar and you have a routine, you're still two separate beings looking at the same thing. So perspectives are still definitely potentially different. Yeah. They're original to each person. Exactly. There are never ever the same two visions of reality out of, you know, ever it's impossible. So, well, if it, if, it, if it wasn't that way, you'd be in a relationship with yourself. hey <laughs> <laughs> It's true. And that would really suck. It would really suck. So the more, you know, you wake up to that and you realize that you've got a whole story running about your partner yeah. that really has nothing to do with them. You know, it feels like it does because, you know, especially if you've been in it for a long time. You know, so you can look at past experiences with them and pull out all this different evidence to support it. And it doesn't matter. You have still created a story about them. And at that point, whenever I start to feel a little prickly inside about something, Mm -hmm. that's what that to me isn't information about Mike. It's information about myself and my state of mind about Mike. And so that's when I go, okay, it's time to get curious and and see where he's at. And every time it leaves to, it leads to more understanding. Oh yeah. Every time. I completely agree. I and, do the same thing. Try yeah. to understand things from your perspective and it instantly gives me uh, clarity and and then I'm able to communicate with you. Uh, from a place of uh, balance and truth rather than it being from a place of my my own influence. Yes. Which I think is, you know, which is what it's always dangerous. That's what gets people in trouble is that they they come at things with their own influence of their perspective rather than looking at both sides and, and, and allowing, not just weighing them and saying, well, I see why you could think that way, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, actually w- allowing both perspectives to kind of become your perspective and then once you sort of walk in those shoes you realize a lot more and you have a lot more clarity and you're able to um come at how you how you want to which is with love and care because you love that person yes and honestly you have been much more 
You've been much better at that for the entirety of I our have relationship. Always had a weird, odd, dogmatic belief system that I have to just see the other side, and and by doing that, it's allowed me to uh, get this vantage point that I didn't have before. I don't know where it came from. It's just always been there. Yeah, I remember you saying it to me way before I was teaching or had this understanding for myself. And man, was it hard for me to swallow. But I remember you saying, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I would always say <laughs> I would I would, I would, would infinitely rather be wrong and learn from it uh, and, and move forward in a healthy, happy way than to be right. Being right is the consequence of so, many, just so much destruction in our history. Yes. Think about all of the people who have done something to be right. And, and look where they are and what's happened and, and how can that feel good. Yeah. And in the moments where I have and you have and anyone else out there have ultimately pushed their own, uh, their own perspective and agenda in order to win that feeling of being right, does it feel good? Never. Never feels good. It doesn't. It feels toxic and terrible. Yeah. And all you want is to feel good again and, you know, be in love and and feel good with with your person yes and by being open and allowing those perspectives to sort of intermingle and become one you avoid that completely because it gives you it gives you clarity there's there's no way that you could care about being right if you see what that other person's going through exactly it really gets to the heart of the matter yeah. Of being able to connect heart to heart as opposed to being, you know, sparring from head to head. Yep. And, um, and, and that isn't to say that we don't have two separate perspectives on a lot of things. Of course. But just understanding the other person's perspective automatically draws you right back into your heart, into a wonderful, beautiful feeling. And frankly, it's led to a lot of really lighthearted conversations, you yeah. know, and, and, um, you can say things like, what did you say at the beginning of the pandemic when we got a little, we got a little, Oh, uh, <laughs> you were always here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you would reply back, well, so are you. And like, well, yeah, but you didn't used to always be here. <laughs> You know, so it's like even that, you know, even at the beginning of the pandemic, it was, it felt hairy for, you know, a hot second about just holy cow, you know, you, th you think that you could live in each other's pockets 24-7 when you really adore each other. But man, we really had a wake-up call about like, no, we really um, drank in those moments, those opportunities of having alone time. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so we communicated about it and we figured out what would work. And, and that's another testament to that. It's like continually jumping in the ring and being open and communicating with each other. Yes. That's where it's at. Yeah. And it really, again, having these types of conversations, the depth of safety and trust that I have in you Mm -hmm. um, and I'd hope vice versa. Of course. <laughs> really, you know, when we when we do say something snarky or you know, like you know, hit kind of a new 
bump in the road. I don't take what you're saying personally. Correct. It's to me, you know, my ears are more tuned for you. You're sharing your needs, even if it comes out, you know, not in the most poignant, beautiful way. And it's in, I mean, I'm the one that's really, (laughs) will say things a little bit more short-sighted sometimes if I'm caught up in a crappy state of mind, but you know, again, it's like we, again, we, we recognize, oh, that's a signal of his state of mind. It's not anything for me to take personally, but I can hear the information in there is he needs some more time to himself. And I can respect that because I get that. I do too. So what can we do in, in moving forward? Yeah. And we've communicated with each other and figured that out. And it's just been, it, it, there is no other way in my opinion. I don't think there's another way. No, there isn't. And, and who would want to figure out another way? Because honestly, you know, maybe if it's new to you, it was new to us when we started. Yeah. I think we were just so innocent at 18 and 24 that we, you know, just didn't even really notice that there was any other way. But it does take courage at the beginning to be vulnerable with somebody that's yeah. new, or even if you are in a marriage for 20 years and you would like it to shift to a more open hearted experience, I could absolutely see how that feels like it takes some courage to start sh- sharing. But my goodness, it's, um, you know, when you're the one that starts, when you're the one that says, may I share a little bit of what's going on inside of me because I want to feel closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard for that to not lead to a deeper connection. Oh yeah, because you open yourself, and and then if the other person is in the same place of being open and receptive, only good things can come from that, because it's love, it's care. Yes. You know? Yes. And if they aren't receptive in that moment, you can tell. Okay, their state of mind is is all spun up for whatever reason. Exactly. That has nothing to do with me. We're in new territory here. Moment by moment, we're in new territory. Exactly. But, um, you know, again, it's like, I've, I've asked you, how many times have I said, how are you? And you go, I'm fine. And I go, no, how are you really? And, you, you know, yep. and I can tell that's just, you know, we figured out each other's rhythms. Yeah. That your state of mind is kind of in the hole because I'm typically asking you right when you're in the middle of the heat of whatever it is, the thing, whatever the thing is that's pissing you off. Yeah, it could be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and... um that to me is just information to go, okay, he doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not, his heart's not online right now to really share or even want to share. So I'll check in later. Yeah. You know, again, not personal. Exactly. And then you do later and then it all comes out and then we move forward. Yep. Plant some more plants. Exactly. Get some more flowers out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is a good place to pause, and we'll I'll bring you back on if you yeah. if you're open no, to I'll it. I'll be here. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, hon, and you're um, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I hope that was helpful um, in just kind of starting to open up your mind and open up your eyes to the fact that it's not a cookie cutter situation. There's no specific framework to stick to, you know, the second you make some rules, you know that you're going to break them. So, um, 
it's it's more important to kind of uh, stay true to yourself and really start to wrap your mind around the fact that um, you're always living in a separate reality from everybody else around you, including your partner, however long you've been with them. So the more you stay open-hearted and curious, just staying curious, what, what makes you tick? What makes you like that thing? You know, you don't have to be staying curious just when you hit a hairy spot in the road. You know, it's, it's staying curious about who your person is. And um, it really leads to a continuing, you know, a real continuing feeling of, well, what comes to mind is being feeling full, you know, not feeling empty, not feeling like there's a void you know, between you and, and your person. So on to next week, I will bring Mike back on and, um, thank you all again for tuning in. And I did want to do a little plug here. If anybody is interested, I have been back to writing. I'm blogging a couple times a month. So if you're interested in getting that into your inbox, uh, that is, would be wonderful. I would love for you to receive what I'm thinking about. And it always comes out in a different way um, in my writings. So go to my website, whatmovesyouwithjessie.com. Pretty simple. It's just the podcast name, whatmovesyouwithjessie.com. And you'll be prompted right when you show up to um, put in your name and your email address. And I look forward to talking to you there too. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.